and the clock has started. Welcome to Not Pixel Life. This is episode 146, recording on June 21st, 2021. My name is Zach Anderson, and this week we are going to finally dissect all of what E3 week was. Now that it's over, there's a new Metroid in town, but it ain't Prime 4. And, uh, we, of course, we've got some Loki spoiler talk to get to at the end of the show. We're going to do all of that. I have with me, as always, Mr. Shannon Do The Do More. Hello. Um, I figured that Nintendo's motto should be um, the sex you want, you don't get, and the sex you get, you don't want. Because <laughs> that basically wraps up like everything that they gave mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We got games. Just oh, not games did. I want. <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go through it, but yes. It, you know, it's kind of like the old, uh, the old adage. You know, Nintendo games are like pizza. Even when they're bad, they're still pretty good. So... Mm. To play off your games and sex <laughs> metaphor here. Um, and speaking of awkward metaphors, also joining us, Mr. Justin, I'm spending my summer in hell, Carter. Dude, not for long, only for like another month. And then your boy's coming. Yeah, we're going to do a proper uh, meeting of the minds. That pixel life will all be in the same room at the same time at the end of July. I know. I know it's get hype, son. Get hype. Are we going to do like a all in one room, like recording, like where we're all just talking over each other? Oh, I won to. Oh, I was like, I was like, I told you I, I uh, made sure for, you know, pencil me in for Friday afternoon to Sunday. And since we normally record on Sundays. Zach, dude, you got to clean off that microphone to make sure that when he, like, deep throats it, that, you know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'll bring my own microphone, yeah. too. Thanks. You can lick his lips around another microphone, <laughs> not mine. Um, but, uh, no, I I'm definitely think a, I, I've informed my wife that Magic will be purchased that weekend. So just be prepared, because we're, we're going to get some cards. It's going to go down. Yeah, the, D&D, the D&D set will be out by then. Yeah, I should, uh, Shannon, we should contact Gator Games, see if we can get a box reserved for that stuff. Hell yeah, if not, um, I know a place in San Jose that has, like, just gobs of them, like Sweet. always. So Sweet. Just let me know, I'll hook everybody up. We we, we will discuss offline, but I, I think one, perhaps two boxes might be purchased, and, uh... Oh, each? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you talked to my wife about that. Um... <laughs> Hey, if you can convince her, I'm, I'm. Who am I to judge? I don't. Know. I mean, if one magically shows up in your house, I mean, you can't let it sit there by itself. It gets lonely. Lonely. Oh, <laughs> six packs all by themselves. <laughs> yeah. They looking sad. They need another thirty six. I mean, it's like a family, right? Like you can't yeah. just be hanging out like with the same people all the time. This is how this is how hoarder people end up with like twenty kids. You know, like. 
uh, I was like, speaking of which, I opened a little uh, one of the fat pack boxes, which is the tin boosters of Modern Horizons 2 that just came out. And uh, I I was initially planning on getting an actual box of it until I went to order it and realized it's like a two hundred and eighty dollar box of magic cards. So I was like, nah, I'm going to pass on the full box. But when I was at Target, they had the small tin box one it was like 85 and i was like all right yeah now that they're not selling uh pokemon cards anymore at target they're just it's stocking so up on magic sad. you go down the <laughs> aisle and it's like two-thirds of it's empty and then it's like magic shit and then funko pops <laughs> <laughs> well at least it, at least it got all the people out of the store that are you know hitting each other over with chairs over the head and stuff just to get a pack of football cards it's yeah. a slippery slope, man. You watch out. Next, it's going to be Matchbox cars. Yeah, yeah. At least those are cheap. Or at least they were before people started collecting them. And... I was like, when I worked at Target, there was this one dude who came by, and it's like whatever days that I guess like the Hot Wheels came out, and we'd be stocking the toy aisle, and he'd be over like knee pads and shit, just going through all the fucking Hot Wheels and like pick out like the three uh... or and then leave. It's so crazy. I mean, uh, hey, you know, you got to have your hobbies, I guess. Be like, and hey, bro, if you're going to go through those boxes, could you at least put them on the shelf when you're done so I don't have yeah. to do it? Yeah, <laughs> right? Be a solid and while you're down there. Can you, like, stock these couple? <laughs> yeah, just get, just, just do some work for me. Like, I'm, I'm going to go take my extended break. Uh, <laughs> I'll my be back. Th- my third 10-minute break right yeah. now. <laughs> I've, I've been on the job for 30 minutes. I'll be back. Just, yeah. Um... So yes, E3 uh, or whatever that was that we're just generally referring to as E3 has wrapped. Um, I know. Okay, I know. Last episode, Shannon, you you stated that you were not a fan of this format. Mm-hmm. You you didn't like it. I still think there's value in having everything happen at once, even even if it comes. It you're right. You are right. It's not like it was. Like the the hype isn't like it was. It isn't interlaced as well you have jeff Keeley ripping the games industry apart by having his like side e3 hustle out there and, and all that and i get it but i still like just having a week of just like announcement 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 and it, it, it gave me it got me hyped it got me excited man like i'm you know it's fine um but i mean they could have just rolled everything out i mean nothing's coming out until 2022 anyway there i mean there's only like a very small amount of games that were coming out at the end of this year, right? <laughs> uh, I, I think Justin has something to say, but he doesn't necessarily agree with you. But I, there were a lot of 2022 announcements, yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, those could have easily been wrapped up in like a Twitter feed or like, I mean, ultimately, like what, do, what, what, I mean, I didn't watch anything as it happened. Like everything that I watched was later, right? And I just skipped through all the boring people talk and then just looked at the pretty things that came up on the screen. And, you know, maybe it's just me getting older, but like there were less things that I found appealing that I wanted to play. Um, well, I think it's I think it's 100 percent that you're getting older. And I don't even mean that like funnily. I think it's just mm-hmm. it's just natural that. Yeah, I, I know myself. I'm of an age. I like what I like. And as I watch trailers and stuff, certain things grab my attention. But there's a lot of things where it's just like that's just not made for me anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and and. I don't know about you or Justin, but myself looking at 
four-person PVE game after four-person PVE game after four-person PVE game, mm-hmm. like, over and over and over again. I'm like, guys, I can barely get two people to play with. I, I can't I can't make a four-person team. Like, I know. I know, you know that's, like, it's, it's in order to see somebody now, like one of my friends, like even, like, I mean, for example, you, it takes, yeah. like, two to three months or like you know somebody coming out from arizona for me to actually like be able to sit down like i can only imagine trying to get four people with kids to be like okay we're all gonna play at eight o'clock yeah and you know by the time that happens it's like three months later and everybody who's bought the game is already hella good and we're just gonna get wrecked and we're gonna be like well do you want to go out in backyard and like drink beer and shoot shit like well you guys you guys have already experienced like the real my reality which is hey we're gonna friday night at eight o'clock we're gonna play something <laughs> yeah i'm gonna get there hopefully you guys are still online by the time <laughs> i do because it's like i got two bad kids i'm trying to put to bed and everything else and it's like oh man i know i can yeah. only i can only deal with so many of justin's backhanded compliments before like i'm like <laughs> okay dude i gotta put the controller down for a little bit <laughs> dude, well i was thinking about like when we played among us and it took us like 40 minutes to create a fucking <laughs> lobby after like so this is lobby code, and then I get another text message, and it's like, "Okay, use this code." And I'm like, "Which?" I'm like laying in bed, like, "What the fuck is going on right now?" Which, which, by the way, I get asked weekly by my kid if we're gonna play Among Us again. Like, he wants to play Among Us again so much, like it is hilarious. He is ready to throw your ass out of a air shaft, Justin. Oh, he yeah, not, dude, he has not forgotten. I know. Like, I'm ready. I got it on the Switch now too. So, all right. But uh, yeah, now it's it, it is interesting because you're not wrong. It's like, you know, it, thank God Justin gave us like a month runway so <laughs> I can actually like have it on the. And that's the thing. I have to put it on the calendar. I've got to move things. I've got to like rearrange stuff or it's or it just won't happen, you know, and, and it's like that. So a lot of that multiplayer aspect, which is exciting and I like to see that they're going for I just know is not for me and it's a bummer, you know? So I'm, I'm hoping like back for blood, red falls, games like that have a decent single player option to them. Or I, I'm like you, I probably just won't play them. Even though well, I want to, but it just I'm, isn't going to happen. I'm glad we have somebody who's like a full decade younger than us on yeah. this podcast, because it gives us a fresh perspective. Justin, what do you think? I mean, I, I don't play. Like very many <laughs> multiplayer online, like Call of Duty. You're you're the resident Call of Duty person for playing mm-hmm. with people online. Mm-hmm. I'm not like that. I'm like, give me my Skyrim, my like Dark Souls, mm-hmm. my single player. Like, if I want you in the game, I can summon you. If not, like, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, no, there was a lot that, and I kind of agree with you. I agree that I enjoyed the week long. Um, announcement after announcement it's just a shame that i'm like oh dude like capcom's thing's starting now and then 10 minutes in and that's like well that's a wrap everybody and i was like dude that was they announced like two actual things in a street fighter tournament and then it was over so it was like my anticipation for it was higher than what a lot of them delivered on like i thought nintendo did good and microsoft and bethesda was really good there's a lot of good indie ones Mm -hmm. but like a lot of the like gearbox and like whatever like a lot of those could have been either combined together into one thing or yeah. like 
peppered throughout like other people's conferences. Do you, do you think though maybe the cap like specifically Gearbox, Capcom, some of those like big swing and miss conferences where you know five minutes in like oh there's nothing here okay <laughs> oof. Um, do you think those are almost just like placeholders so they get the same spot next year? It's like we're just gonna pay the money, we're gonna hold the place. And is, then... this, is this like a running joke of like? <laughs> Is there going to be an E3 next year? I mean, I bet there's something. I mean, because because I think enough people felt like me that there was still value to this. And uh, you got to think next year's in person. Yeah. And okay, so let's say they don't have enough revenue to do an in-person event, or if they do, it's drastically smaller. Like sure. instead of having three different halls like they have in past years, mm-hmm. it's like one. Would you I, still? I almost, think, I almost think that would be better. Yeah. You know, I think I I could I could make the argument where a very much more concentrated E3 would be a vastly superior product. Or what if what if they did like a streaming web conference where everybody was physically there, so they still had you still had like the the showpieces of mm-hmm. like different events but instead of people being there in person it was a streamed event would you be in on that i that's one of those things i'd have to see to like that would take a lot of finessing to pull off in a way that would make it palatable i think it's not a it's not a bad idea but it's one of those things where i i think like in the wrong director's hands it's unwatchable <laughs> you know so I would I would I would have to see it to to really to really say one way or the other. But all in all, I mean, I know we're we're going in circles, but I I, I like I, I, I like having a concentrated time. How about how about this? Um, overall, maybe I'm putting the cart before the horse because we haven't even mm-hmm. talked about Nintendo Shop yet. But overall, like, what would you give this E3 as far as like a letter grade? Um. I, I give it a C. It was passable, mm-hmm. you know, and and really that was on the strength of the Microsoft Bethesda conference and Nintendo. Like those those two. In, if we're talking about a, a, a group school project, those two carried all the water <laughs> while Capcom and uh, Square ran to 7-Eleven to buy cigarettes. You know, like, so. That would be uh, that would be my letter grade. Justin, what about you? Yeah, I'm in the same boat. Initially, like number grade, I was thinking about six point five, like seven. So I think that'd probably round out to about a C. Yeah, you're like at a D plus, like C minus right yeah. there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Shannon? I agree. I think a C, a C, C minus is like a is pretty much where it's at. Like, I I, I give them credit for throwing something together you know coming out of a pandemic with people not being able to fully you know be in in large groups yet um but at the same time there wasn't enough substance there to get me super excited fair enough fair enough well talking about things that don't get you super excited why don't we talk about nintendo yeah, how about we talk about why there's not a Xenoblade Chronicles 3 coming out anytime soon? <laughs> well, because I just... one person who would buy it already put 300 hours into the second one. Yeah, and I would put 300 more into the third one. Hey, don't don't give Shannon crap. It's the one game he plays, man. Like, come on. Like... Oh, just you wait until later. All just right. you wait. I'm going to blow right. your mind. 
All right. But um, <laughs> real quick, I just want to touch on the points uh, before we get into the, the nitty gritty of it all. And I want to do that because I won this round with two <laughs> points. It was Dude, uh, I tanked so hard it wasn't even funny. <laughs> so I, I got that not the Zelda we all want coming. Uh, I got the no Switch Pro talk at all. Uh, and I missed on the next proper 3D Mario. Uh, let's see. Shannon had Switch Pro announced. Uh, Fire Emblem. Oh. And Mario Kart 9. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie had uh, gameplay for the new Zelda game, which, which I guess we'll give him. There was there was some I, I saw Zelda turn or Zelda. I saw Link turn into liquid, come up a mountain, you know, whatever. So sure. Uh, Metroid Four shown. Nope. And Mario Strikers, which he had fully admitted was a wing and a prayer, and prayer was not answered. So uh, Justin. Bayonetta 3! Nope. Uh, Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door. No. no. Breath of the Wild 2, though. Yes. So, <laughs> rounds us out. Now we everyone is up to speed. We can talk about what we actually saw. And, you know, I mean, we don't have to go through every single line here because things like Strange Brigade dropping for the Switch were super random. I mean, that game's like seven years old and was a B title when it came out. Uh, by the way, that's a Game Pass game. It's pretty fun. Like, Strange Brigade has big blood on the sand, 50 cent energy to it. Like, it's <laughs> it's stupid in all the right ways. It's pretty fun. I recommend it. I would not recommend uh, spending money to play it on the Switch. Like, get get the Game Pass version. Like that's Game Pass is the right price for Strange Brigade. I will put it that way. Um, so, yeah, we don't have to go through every other thing. But, uh, Justin, how about you? Because I know there were some things, unlike Mr. Moore, that you were very excited for. Dude, I mean, Nintendo swung for the fences this year with some of this stuff that I long thought to be dead. Like, war. the fact that we're getting a new WarioWare, which the last WarioWare technically was on the 3ds but it was just a mismatch like of a lot of the mini games from all the other ones and then before that the last one was on wii was there a wii one because i remember the gamecube one um yeah the wii was uh okay. smooth moves oh uh, okay okay gotcha uh, which I love, and you use the little Wiimote and different, like you have the elephant where you put it in your nose and stuff, and you have to like hold it, and then they have where you uh, answer it like a telephone and stuff by flipping it over. This is where I'm bummed it's an audio format. People need to watch you do that because it was really <laughs> Um But, you know, that got announced, and they finally, like, we got rumors of it, I think, if easily like a year plus ago of them bringing back advanced wars and then nothing was ever shown and it's coming back and it's wayford who does the shantae games mm -hmm. and stuff and river city girls and it's uh them doing it and they're redoing the first two games for the game boy advance which, which let's be honest those are the only ones that really count like the the later advanced war games were not that good yeah, and it's, like, funny. I don't remember who was complaining. 
I think it was in our group chat. Someone was like, I'm just disappointed that it's not uh, a new game, that it's just a remake of the first two. And I'm mm-hmm. like, well, it has to be because no nobody below our age, like below yeah, right. 30, knows what the fuck Advanced Wars is. I mean, that might have been me complaining. I know I, I, I stated I didn't really like the the art style they went with. Oh, uh, yeah. And I still don't. I still don't like the art style they went with. But it's a choice. I'll get used to it. I will what play it. Switch can handle. <laughs> you, well, and, I mean, if you look at the original, the original ain't a thing of beauty. <laughs> but, and speaking of dead franchises, we're getting Fatal Frame back, which I think yes. fits perfectly on the Switch. Now, see, this is where I'm okay with the remakes because, you know, from uh, videos I watched, because I don't own a Wii U, uh, that was a really good Fatal Frame. And yeah, I think like, what, 10,000 copies of that got sold or something, you know? And and so that's a remake where it's like, yeah, put that on a popular platform. Let people experience that game because by everything I saw, that game looked rad. So, yeah, get it in people's hands. Yeah, especially when the one that was on the Wii, which I think was the one before that one, didn't even come to the U.S. Like, it never left Japan. And so you had to, like, either have a modded Wii or have it like broken to where you could unreal like region lock and stuff mm. in order to play it. That's the one where you're like taking pictures of ghosts, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You'll yeah. never, you'll never play it. Shane, but it's, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, I, I just, uh, but if you, if you ever want to, um, if you're ever backed up and maybe need a little, <laughs> you know, help, <laughs> get, get yourself a copy of fatal frame two. <laughs> Is that, that game will scare the shit right out of you. Like, trust me. Poof, that game. <laughs> Thank you. Good to know. Good to yeah. know. And, and then, Big Daddy, we got Metroid Dread in October. Yeah, we did. Yeah, which is, th- this was one of the only times throughout all of the different press conferences where I, like, sat up in my chair and was like, hell yes. Because, like, as soon as I saw Metroid 5, like, it was like, okay, this isn't a remake we are going full new Metroid, like Samus is home, Mama's home, like let's go, let's go. I'm ready, and and now they seem to have some sort of like Resident Evil nemesis looking robot that's chasing you around that can't be stopped and stuff like that. Like, it, all right, I'm I'm good. Let's do it. That, that's the one thing I don't like about the game. Um, I would have loved to have a game that was more just exploration and you know going back through like levels um with new powers a very a very traditional method yes uh, uh, yeah i mean the robot chasing you like i was having pan- panic attacks watching the guy play and watching like the first sequence where the the red robot was like chasing you and i was yeah. like yeah I, I probably would have died like four or five times there <laughs> uh and then when like the green robot was there and the he like he changed into like you know an inanimate object like a statue or something so the thing would scan him and like pass by and run up the wall i was like okay um like i could see that's cool like would i you know still in my panic to hit the right button like just hit it too many times and then undo myself and get killed um I like the aspect of it, but I don't like feeling rushed through a game. Like I want to explore everything, right? Like I want to have the time to appreciate the amount of detail and time that the developers put into this game. 
Um, I just feel I'm missing out on some of the that beauty by always focusing on where this robot is and how close it is to killing you. But I'm also hoping that the game is both, in a sense. Mm-hmm. Like I'm hoping that it, it, it is that traditional Metroid uh, thing, and, and this is like the added spice on top would be nice. You know, this it's part of the puzzle that you get. It's like, yeah, the green ones, you have to turn the statue. The the red ones, you have to do something else. The blue ones, you need to do something else. You know, like, so that would be cool. Mm-hmm. But but I agree that they went heavy on that in the in the little bit that they showed. Uh, but that drops in September, you guys. Like, that's that's soon, which I also did not expect. And WarioWare is September as well, which I also was very excited about. I'm inclined to give it a try. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you that much. Um, did you play the 3D one, the remake, Samus mm-hmm. Returns or whatever? The, th- the 3DS is, uh, version was great. It was really, really good. Uh, and it's funny because me and Justin both thought that when they first started showing this, it was going to be the Switch version of that game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and then it's like, oh wait, no, they actually made a new one. Holy shit! Because yeah, um, when the 3DS one came out, that was really the main complaint about it was they were like, yeah, it's cool that it's a new Metroid and stuff, but it came out so late in the 3DS's life cycle. They were like, why didn't this come out on Switch? Yeah, because it it really would have benefited from the hardware increase. Because that was the only bummer about it, is it looked like a 3DS game. Like, graphically, it was kind of rough. But it was fun. I don't know. But the... uh, So, I wanted to talk... Have either one of you played the Danganronpa series? (laughs) I've heard really good things about it. And I've seen... Some videos on it, I didn't really understand what was happening. (laughs) Yeah, it's essentially like anime high school saw. Okay. And and you play a high school kid that's trapped in the school, and a game starts with this menacing teddy bear-looking thing that's like the game master. And a lot of people die. And you have to figure out who killed them, how they ki- how they died, all that type of stuff. Uh, they are fucking nuts. Like they are crazy, crazy uh, as far as stories go and stuff. And I'm uh, I'm excited to actually play through them because I played I haven't played the last the last one, but that first one I played a long time ago, and it I remember just thinking like this game is fucking insane in all the awesome ways. <laughs> so I, I'm on board. I was like, speaking of sinister games, I completely forgot and can't believe we didn't bring it up last podcast, but we're getting Doki Doki Literature Club Plus. Yes. Yes. Like, it's so good. And then people were like bitching online on Twitter because, you know, that's what Twitter's for. And we're like, oh, Nintendo really would charge for a free game. And it's like, okay, fuck you. One, Nintendo's not charging for it. Like, They're redoing the entire game and adding extra content and stories and bringing it to, like, all the different platforms, so... And also, you should pay for that game, because it's fucking rad. Yeah, it is worth it. Yeah, Shannon, did you ever play Doki Doki Literature Club? Mm Mm-mm. Oh, ooh. I I remember you talking good things about it, and I just, I never picked it up. Oh, it comes out on Switch. (laughs) Do do not tell him anything about, like, (laughs) that is a game, I will tell you right now, Shannon, don't, don't dig in for information. Like, go in (laughs) as raw as you can into that game, because, 
I don't even want to expand on that thought because things 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 go down and you kind of can't believe it in the moment. Like it's <laughs> for for many reasons. And and I'm so <laughs> now I really just want you to play that game because I really just want to talk about Doki Doki Literature Club. Uh, just holy shit. Um, but yeah. So I mean, anything else from Nintendo jump out at you guys? Um, I mean, besides that stuff. I thought it was kind of cool. I guess we're getting, you know, Mario Party Superstars, mm-hmm. uh, which is the collection uh, that has, like, some of the older, like, Mario Party games and stuff from uh, the 64 and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, Shannon, if you get that for my kid for his birthday, you're not welcome in my house. I, <laughs> I'm not I'm not dealing with the fights that come from Mario Party. <laughs> Party games in this house. Okay, okay. Oh, we'll do. <laughs> Shannon's writing it down over here. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you your kid's birthday? yeah, yeah. Okay. It's like uh, it's you know it's like when you tell somebody don't look at the red dot on the floor and that's all they can see. Yeah. That's yep. Well, that's all that's in my brain right now. <laughs> so, so you picking up uh, Dragon Ball Z on on the Switch this time around, Shannon? Dragon Ball Z what? Akira. Uh, yeah, Kakarot. No. But, no, but it's buying, all, but it's all it, there now. Yeah, I'm buying gonna... it once was enough. <laughs> it was because I already bought Dragon Ball Fighters on uh, on the Switch. <laughs> so I, can only, I can only put one Dragon Ball game on there. <sighs> Jeez. That's one too many. <laughs> uh, all right, I guess we can move on from Nintendo, but uh, I just thought... It'd be good to touch base on the last big thing. Um, but uh, I don't know if you saw this. Well, I know Justin did, but Shannon, I don't know if you did. Are you excited for the Castlevania Advance Collection? Because no. it got got rated out in Australia. <laughs> I, I'm glad that, I mean, it's, um, I don't know what my niche is right now, um, but that does not, it does not scratch an itch for me. Well, I will tell you this. I'm not sure about your history with uh, the Castlevania games and whatnot, but the era of GBA Castlevania games were some of the best. And still, I have some of the best. Like, it's up there with Symphony of the Night type stuff. Like, Circle of the Moon and Aria of Sorrow are fantastic. And yeah. if this is an up version of those, I'm super down. Yeah, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours, Rob, uh, Mr. Strong, uh, mm-hmm. he swears by those. Um, and, you know, it, it, I'm, I don't know what it is. It's just those games never really, like, I mean, I played them, um, yeah. but they just never really, they weren't like a game that I was thinking about playing, you know, when I wasn't playing it. Not not enough uh, high school girls and swords. I got it. Or it's not just high school girls and swords; it's also robots and swords, oh, or okay. like aliens okay. and swords. Yeah, and like middle school girls and swords. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, <Jesus>. dude. <laughs> <sighs> God, just, I'm not. I'm not into the sucker punch like fantasy, y'all. The thing. sucker punch. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Dude, uh, well, you want to start? To- Can we start talking about pieces of shit movies? Like, <laughs> um. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Come at me, Twitter. Um, anyway, <laughs> the uh, well, I know I know at least I'll have Justin on my side for this. Justin. Yes, I 
As much as everyone wants to say that uh, Symphony of the Night is the best game, in my opinion, Aria Sara is better. Um, I mean, I've played both. I enjoy both. Like, Aria and Dawn of Sorrow, which is the DS one, yeah. are, like, my two absolute favorites. I would go with Dawn of Sorrow first. I would put Circle of the Moon before Aria. I mean, I so... See, I would put Circle of the Moon after that. I liked Circle of the Moon more than the third Game Boy Advance one, which was the Harmony of the Sons, yeah, which is the one yeah. where they do the Symphony of the Night thing, where you have to go <laughs> the, through the Upside Down Castle. The, the word is dissonance, by the way. Oh, okay, yes. I always say <laughs> every time. <laughs> just don't know. I mean, you've made it this far in life. Maybe you just haven't heard the word said out loud. I, I You know, the, the word is dissonance. Um, not dissonance. Uh, it's like renaissance but it's like you know (laughs) dissonance (laughs) (laughs) Shannon's in like a hot tub over here well I'm just glad that you guys have another game that you can play for the hundredth time I mean like you guys can play Castlevania and then you can switch it up and play some Diablo 2 I mean you guys sound like you have a great summer ahead of you guys yeah, let's I go do. Let's go to your Switch library. Let's go. Let's go look at <laughs> yeah. what you purchased, Shannon. Let's break that Switch out. Let me see what's on there. Griftlands. Uh, I just picked up. Uh, Ace Attorney. <gasps> I picked up. Man, um, someone hit that Switch sale hard. I did. I almost. I, shit, I didn't think Griftlands was on the Switch. God damn it. Yep. I was like, <laughs> both both Shannon and I got it. God <laughs> damn it. Why didn't I? <laughs> no, no, I have it. I have it on Steam. I don't need it on Switch. Mm-hmm. Stay strong, Zach. Stay strong. Um, it it's only like 15 bucks. Shut What's 15 bucks? Shut your face. All right. Um, well, speaking of uh, old games getting getting brought back to modern times, uh, apparently EA, the big rumor hit this week that EA is bringing back one of its old IPs and to to show at EA Play Live next month, or yeah, next month, about a month from now, actually. And uh, what do we guys think it is? I mean, obviously you got to think Dead Space, right? It's on the table. Dragon Age. Dragon well, they, they, they've already said they're making a new Dragon Age, so you, I would think it's something else. That would be now to your point. That would be fucking hilarious if it's like and here it is dragon age and everyone's like yeah we know dude like what <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it above ea to do that you're not wrong not wrong at all um <laughs> anthem redone we we lied to you guys when we yeah, said yeah. we were stopping doing it we actually did it all <laughs> brought it all back um i i, I would be down for a dead space if they want to like redo the whole thing Go back to like two where it was more like um, a survival horror instead of like three where it was more of like a first person shooter. Oh, for sure. I, I think they'd have to go. I mean, just the feedback everyone had on three. You would think again, it's EA. We don't know. But you would think that they would be like, OK, we need to take this back to horror. I'm kind of hoping they just push reset on the whole thing. You know, like, yeah, the first three games exist, but let's not remake the first three games. Let's just kind of go forward and like call it dead space but it's just a new story new setting that sort of thing i don't know what if what if they brought back like bad company or something like that oh uh, well okay 
you're talking my language now. Like, yes, give me bad company. I love 100%. that game. Like, I, I just, I, I love it's, the hell out of that game. It's the best Battlefield they've made since Battlefield 2. And it's like the game no one talks about for some damn reason. But it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. The, 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 like, just the marketing campaign and the banter between everybody, like yeah. the camaraderie. Like, I, I, play, I love the hell out of that game, dude. It was awesome. No, it'll end up being fucking Dante's Inferno. <laughs> Justin, do you have a guess on who what it might be? Like, it's weird. Like, you know, initially I like because I thought they would announce like a remaster of the original trilogy of Dead Space. Mm-hmm. But for like a new game, it's like I don't know if they would do Dead Space because the the people who made Dead Space are making that other game now. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they'd try to go like toe to toe with them, but um, even though I don't really play the series, I know Zach I think does, but I could see them doing maybe like Command and Conquer. I I would be super down for that if they wanted to bring back Command and Conquer for sure. Also because that that type of game is weirdly been that whole space has just been weirdly vacated now for about ten years. It's like they brought back the remasters of Command and Conquer, but your standard base building RTS kind of doesn't exist anymore. Now, the team that made StarCraft has a new game they're making. They they left Blizzard, formed a new studio because Blizzard basically said, we're not making StarCraft 3. And so they said, well, we can make StarCraft 3 and left. <laughs> you know, So um, I, I have hopes for that. Uh, but then that's years away. Uh, Halo Wars was really good, but again, that lot, Halo Wars 2 was what, 2016 at this point, 2015. So it's been a while since we've had a good base building RTS. Uh, I would be super down and they would be the only competitor in the space. Really? You know, I'm, I'm, I could, I could wrap my head around that one pretty easy. As long it can we, can we all be in agreement as long as it's not mirror's edge. They've tried Mirror's Edge. <laughs> they tried it twice. It failed twice. Like, it's okay. It's a runner. I get it. Things are red and jump. I get it. it fine. But can we stop with the Mirror's yeah, Edge? Yeah, I don't think it's been gone long enough for them to want to revive it. Yeah, yeah. And and I don't hear an outcry for Mirror's <laughs> Edge. It's not, like I'm, it's not like me with Zelda where, like, I'm obviously the one that d- just doesn't get it. And and I've accepted that. Like, it's fine. I People are super passionate about Zelda. Awesome. But it's not... I don't feel that way with Mirror's Edge, where I'm like, oh, I just don't get it, but everyone else loves it. It's like, I feel like everyone else is just kind of like, yeah, yeah, it was, it was all right. <laughs> it's it's like, like that, another Plants vs. Zombies game for your mobile phone. <laughs> it's like that, uh, that Simpsons meme with Skinner. He's like, am I out of touch? And he's like, no, it's the kids who are out of touch. <laughs> no, it's the children that are wrong. Um, well, I guess that's good for the news. So why don't we go to a little bit of what we have been playing? Uh, myself, I've gotten right up to the last mission on Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. It's taken up every single minute of my gaming time in the last week. And uh, guys, that game is goddamn amazing. Like it is, it is so good, and I can't wait for you both to play it because I beat it. Oh, you did. Mm-hmm. Then do you agree with me, Shannon, that it is fantastic? Uh, yeah. Um, I sat down to play it uh, over this Father's Day weekend, mm-hmm. and uh, my girlfriend said, um, "You could do whatever you want this weekend. This is your weekend." And I said, 
lock me in this room. I am not coming out until I've beaten Ratchet and Clank. <laughs> nice. Nice. You can leave the food at the door. I am playing this game. <laughs> Um, uh, that, that is literally how I spent my Father's Day also, was mm-hmm. I took over the TV around noon. Uh, and I had played up until, um, it's like two missions before Rubit meets up with Ratchet. Spoilers. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, sorry, guys, that happens. <laughs> um, and played from that point all the way up until the last battle and then decided I wanted to clear out the arena battles and all that stuff before I did it. And then it was late and I stopped playing, but mm-hmm. yeah, um, I did the same thing. I think once rivet was like, if I'm going to go defeat the emperor, I need to probably clean out some, do some arena levels. And I was yeah. like, that's a pretty good idea. I think I'm going to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, so I did that. Um, what is your, what is your go-to weapon? So my go-to weapon, it, actually the the standard little blaster, all maxed out, is a mm-hmm. pretty good weapon. But I'm finding in the end game levels, it's not as useful as it used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the razor blade shooter a mm-hmm. lot because it circles and and blows things up. Um, if that when that runs out of ammo, I will go to the uh, uh, the Gatling gun, I forget what the name of it, but it spins up. Yeah, the and black hole, like yeah, uh, yeah, black hole disseminator or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's a really good shotgun. If I'm, if guys are up close at all, I go shotgun. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Uh, my my absolute favorites are the Mister and Miss Fun guys, <laughs> and and the Hand of Doom mini army dudes. Oh yeah, like I, I have both. Yeah, I have both those absolutely maxed. And as soon as I see enemies with their feet on the ground, I am like, hand to doom. <laughs> and you just see a wave of little minions just like crash over them. And it's it's so satisfying every single time. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm just going to casually walk through here and pick up all these bolts that I <laughs> fell on the ground afterwards. Yeah, you see the dudes come out with the shields, and in the beginning you're just like, "Oh, dude, I hate these guys." Yeah. But like the minute you get that like fist of doom, like you're just like, or hand of doom, you're just like, whatever. Like, you guys take care of this. Like, I I got bigger fish to fry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I uh I love the uh, that laser cannon, oh, the yeah. one that shoots out the continuous uh, cannon. Because like once you power that one up, uh, at the very end it explodes. Like it like uh there's like a boom like at the end that like oh, kind of has an area that. of effect. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty dope. Um, and then I'm with you with the the razor uh, the razor gun. But I noticed that um, when I started to get overwhelmed, the topiary the the topiary glove mm-hmm. that one was a little sleeper hit, dude. Like it is. It's good. And that that is a great one two punch with the laser. Mm-hmm. Because it's one of those like, oh, I'm just gonna freeze everything in place and <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the warmonger, the the rocket launcher oh, is really yeah. good. Is mm-hmm. it, that is a satisfying ass rocket launcher. Like every time it hits, it's just like, oh yes. I know it's a little OP too, and I'm a little, I'm a little upset that they only gave you six rockets. Like even if you max it out, I think like the max you can get is like seven or eight rockets. I think it's eight. eight yeah. Yeah. But uh, like, yeah, it's uh, the ammo is surprisingly sparse for that one. J- Justin, has Megan let you play this game yet? No. So it's like I do want to get it. I just want to since I'm like right like almost done with resident evil 8 i really want to beat that before getting ratchet and clank since i want to finish it before like the dlc and stuff comes out 
And I know once I pick up Ratchet and Clank, my odds of going back to Resident Evil 8 are going to be slim to none. Yeah, this yeah. game is, is, first of all, it's gorgeous. Second mm-hmm. of all, like, the, the jumping in and out of the rifts is amazing. And still kind of, like, when you jump through it, like, the first couple times, you kind of get a little disoriented because it's so, like, quick. Mm-hmm. Um, and the levels are so big. And at the, in the beginning, I was thinking, oh, man, it's going to take such a long time to traverse this whole stage. Like, how am I really going to look for, like, all the golden bolts and, yeah. like, the robots and stuff? But then you get these jet boots that just let you, like, fly all over the place. And you can, like, pump with them to go faster. And you can cover, like, a huge map in, like, seconds. Um, and it it just makes things so much more enjoyable when you don't have to worry about it taking five minutes to go from point A to point B. Yeah, remember remember all the really cool shit we talked about with Miles Morales where it's like, oh, you can just swing from one end of the city to the other and there's no loading time and all that. It It's that idea taken so far beyond that because there are so many things that happen in this game. Like when you hit one of the, uh, I forget what they're called, the purple stones, mm-hmm. and you shift rifts, like there's no loading. You just pop in and go. And it's like loaded in a whole new level. The whole settings changed. Everything's different. And it's just, there's no loading. It's just like, we're going. Or when you need to change planets, it's three to five seconds and you're dropped back in and you're moving. And it's, it's fantastic. It's as well as I, I hadn't really come to understand how much of a change, change the game type, scenario the loading times are until i played ratchet and clank and then it was like that was where i was like holy shit this is this is a whole new experience yeah for sure Uh, it's one of it's the game that makes me like optimistic for what these next gen consoles are going to do oh for sure 100 percent. and and like i said uh when i first started playing this god two weeks ago now uh this is the first game I feel like is a true next gen game. You know, like Miles Morales had the cool little things and stuff like that. And there's, there's been other stuff here and there that are like neat little graphical tricks or whatever, but Ratchet and Clank just playing the game is like, holy crap, this, this game, it would not have been possible before this generation. Like not like this. Mm-hmm. So Now, when you um, started the game, did you turn on the ray tracing or did you leave it on? Like the just the HD. I, I left it on the lock thirty because I wanted, and then I'm I'm planning on when I go do the cleanup stuff, I'm gonna put on the pretty graphics mode and and see what it does. Mm-hmm. What what? How are you playing it? Oh, I I started out with like the full ray tracing, like the whole shebang, and like you know, because I, I wanted to see, you know, when there's a lot of stuff on the screen, like does this playstation chug like you know is it gonna mm-hmm. su- it, is the game gonna suffer if you if with all these added effects and it didn't like it was just it was a powerhouse the whole way through it just crushed um like i mean there were times when there was just hundreds of like coins on screen explosions from my guns like it yeah. did not hesitate <laughs> it was beautiful the whole time that's awesome i think i think maybe i was a little too scared that it would be bad and then i'd be disillusioned you know mm-hmm. so but uh yeah so i've been playing that and then uh hey you guys remember game dev story the old iphone game or <laughs> yeah. mobile game so that that came out on apple arcade and and that has taken up a lot of my time that game's still really really great 
by the way. It's it's an awesome like go to bed game. Are you still playing um clap hands golf? Uh no, I stopped. I forget why, but I've I've unlocked like eight people. Mm-hmm. I I just need to get back to it. But I still I, that was a really good game too. But surprising, mm-hmm. actually. I you know I meant to try it with uh my my razor controller to see if I liked with controls better than the touchscreen, but uh, I should get, I should do that. Maybe I'll try that tonight. Yeah, the putting is the only thing that really bugged me in with the hand controls. Mm-hmm. Um, but I yeah I've, I think I've unlocked like uh, twelve or thirteen characters. Okay, it gets hard. Does it? Yeah, that, that difficulty ramps up pretty hard around like the ninth. Like I want to say, there's a a lady uh, wearing like a purple um, like sweater and like a tennis skirt, um, and she's got long black hair with a like a visor. That's mm. when the difficulty significantly spikes. <laughs> All of a sudden, it takes that uh, Mortal Kombat ten <laughs> yeah. spike. She's hitting like thirty yard put, like thirty yard like uh, like you know plots like right into yeah. the hole, like no problem. <laughs> you're just like son of a bitch. They're chipping in from eighty yards away, and you're like son <laughs> yeah. of a what the hell. Like, so what? Uh, so other than Ratchet and Clank, all all weekend, what have you been playing, Shane? Uh, so I did a Griftlands a little bit. Um, got into that one because I wanted to see what the card playing mechanics were gonna be like. And that game has a surprisingly short tutorial. And then it's like, okay, here's like four areas, like just go explore. And like you know, the first place I went to, it was um, you know, a weird like alien creature was kind of like in your way. And I was just like, okay, like, I, and I talked to it for a little bit, and then it was like, okay, so and so's on your team now, and I was like, oh, okay, that's weird. Like, I haven't even beaten anybody in a card game yet, and I already have people on my team. Um, <clears throat> but you know, I started going through that and making my way through that game. It's uh, it's fun. I'm enjoying it right now. I, I still don't have the hang of it 100% yet, but um, <clears throat> it's one of those games that I'm gonna probably sink a lot of time into because I like those card games. Um. Are you, are you liking it? Uh, initial reaction. Do you think it's better or worse than Monster Train versus uh, Grifflands? Yeah, I like Grifflands better. Uh, Monster Train is good, um, but something about it feels not as polished. Okay. Um, and I don't... I mean, like, Monster Train is very linear. I mean, you're on a train, right? I mean, like, you're just following the track. Yeah. Um, this there's more options. It's kind of it gives you a little bit more breathing room, um, you know, so I'm kind of thinking like later on down the road, um, you know, I'm going to have options on which battle I want to, you know, go with first or who I want to pick up or who I want to uh, piss off, um, you know, so I think there's a little bit more um, flexibility there. And I like that, um, you know, there's also a story there. I mean, it's I, mm. I don't know how in depth it goes because I've only maybe put in an hour to it right now. Um, but it seems like a more fleshed out game. Okay. So, that makes sense. I mean, I don't know if I like it more than Slay the Spire, which was more of like yeah. a card based game. Um, but we'll see as I, as I dive into it more. Um, okay. another game that I've been playing, uh, is Bugsnax. Uh, <gasps> I finally picked oh! that up. Oh! It's going to be Shannon's game of the year this year. <laughs> hey, you know what? The, Bug Snacks is a game I have thought about a lot since I played Bug Snacks. So yeah, dude, I still sing the theme song sometimes when I'm doing dishes. I'm like yep. Bug Snacks. 
<laughs> yeah so like i just got into like the town and like i met the mayor who nobody takes seriously yeah. and i met the purple chick uh um what's her name uh well the, the mayor's philbo yeah, yeah I, I i don't know their names yet i haven't played it enough to know their names i know like the guard i know there's a farmer dude who's kind of like a jerk in the beginning <laughs> and then he's just like these cheeseburgers are like you know ruining my my crops like kill them like you know knock them out for me so i can eat them um so I've gotten to the part where it's just like, okay, you're in the town, like help get everybody back to town. Um, you know, my my son really wants to play it a lot. Like, you know, I'm trying to get him to understand like the, you know, what the left joystick does, what the right joystick does. Um, but there's a lot of buttons in that one, and like he's he gets overwhelmed. So I see a lot of like staring at the ground as like we walk forward, and then like there's like a like a thing on the ground and like i'm like oh you need to look at that and he just kind of like walks past it and he's looking at a stream for like 15 minutes um but uh from what i've played myself um it's pretty ingenious like just how much you have to think of how to track the animals and how to trap them and you know what animal is going to hide in a bush and which one you can get it out of the bush um you know which one's going to knock out what other one how to use your trap it probably took me a good like 10 minutes to figure out like when I put my trap down and the Kiwi picked it up and flew away with it, how to get my trap back. <laughs> like I was just like, dude, come on now. There's got to be a way to get that. I was like running around, jumping at it, trying to like grab it out of the air <laughs> like a fool. That's great. Um, but doesn't it feel so satisfying, though, when you go to take a picture and the button on the PS5 tightens up and it feels just like an old camera button? Yeah, I'll tell you right now. um, that's been my biggest adjustment is the haptic response on the PlayStation 5 controllers because, oh, sure. um, you know, on my lunch breaks, I have a PlayStation 4 controller that I play Call of Duty with on my phone and I crush those buttons now. Like when I go back to my PlayStation 4 controller, I'm just like pushing it through the bottom of the console or b- bottom of the controller. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much the, the crux of what I've been playing. Other than that, it, like if I'm going to bed, it's usually Picross 6. But um, the cross is pretty still still good. Yeah, it's it's I mean, like uh, all the extra modes, because now they have like mega Picross and then it's regular mm-hmm. Picross and color Picross. And then it's like clip Picross where it's like a whole bunch of Picross puzzles to make one bigger picture. Yeah, I, that will eat up like I, I will be like, oh, I'm going to go to bed. It's nine o'clock. I'm relaxing. And then I look over the clock and it's 11. I'm like, son of a. <laughs> <laughs> I, I am so excited for you to get to the end of Bugsnacks. yeah that'll be my that's the next thing i'm gonna go through um so we'll see we'll see how it turns out i know you were talking about how it gets into some adult themes later so i'm you know if it's subtle enough it is so the good thing is like because i i watched it with with my child who's the same age as yours and the the themes that are gonna make you go like ooh, oh Oh, that's not okay. That really changes how I think about how this game is. Um, they're not going to understand at all. Like, it's, yeah, it's way over the head of, of kids. So, yeah, good. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, that's primarily what I've been playing. Justin, what have you got this week? So, I also picked up Grifflands. Um, I haven't, I need to put more time into it. I'm like you, I'm not like super far into my first run, but. I've, you know, unlocked a couple areas and it's a lot of going around to like the different towns and talking to people. And um, I I'll agree kind of with 
I think like Slay the Spire and Monster Train are a lot faster paced games where I feel like this one's a little bit more of a slow burn because it is heavily kind of like narrative driven and it kind of shows that through the fact that you have two separate decks you kind of have like a interrogation kind of like dialogue like deck and then you have like an actual fighting deck um <laughs> when I went through the one there was like the one mission or whatever it's like right at the beginning I think it's the one yeah, where you get someone in your party and I fought someone and then it was like I ended up killing them. And then now this person, like, it's like this person thinks differently of you now. And I was like, oh shit, was I not supposed to do that? <laughs> like, I was like, oops. I was like, I wonder uh, what repercussions that's going to have in my run now that this person doesn't want to be friends with me anymore because I just murdered someone in cold blood. <laughs> uh, it's, like, it's like when you rip the uh, ogre's arm off in uh, Wolf Among Us and everyone in the bar is like, oh shit. And you're like, oh, should I not have done that? Is that <laughs> yeah. a bad thing? Is that um, something I wasn't supposed to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I really dig the art style and stuff and it's fun and I want to kind of, I haven't really figured out like the strategy kind of behind it yet because I need to play more, but the main game I kind of played this week was at night. I was really craving to like play a puzzle game and I started playing, I mean, I've had it for a while and I played it. I just didn't beat it, but box boy and box girl on the switch. I love the box boy games Mm. and I picked it back up and I was playing it and I I finally beat it this weekend. And then it was like, oh, you unlocked this new campaign. And I was like, what? <laughs> and I looked it up. I'm like, how many fucking levels? I thought I beat the game. Like, how many levels are there? And it's like, there's three campaigns in the game. There's one where you just play as either Box Boy or Box Girl. There's one campaign where it's co-op, but you can also play by yourself and control both at the same time. Oh, God. Sort of thing. So... And then there's a third one you unlock after you beat the game, which is, like, shorter, but you play as QB, who's, like, the long rectangle one, and he has some, like, interesting mechanics. But it's, like, all in all, it's, like, 320 levels or something across oh all three campaigns. I know, I was like, dude, I still, I'm like, I thought I was done with the game, and I was really only, like, 33%, like, <laughs> the way through the game. So, Justin, after playing that game, are you rethinking how many levels negative space is going to be? Oh, no. I mean, it, it's like a fraction of that. Like, it's insane, though, because I've played the other 3DS games of Box Boy. And it's like, even if you took, I think, all three of the games on the 3DS and added all those levels together, it would still be less levels than what's on the Switch version, wow. which is crazy to me. Hmm. Like, because there's like 16 worlds in like the first campaign and each world has like i think six or seven levels in it so i was like dude i was like that is like an insane amount of content like i can't believe like a small team made that interesting all right well uh i guess we should move into our spoiler territory so if you have not caught up on loki uh we're going to be talking episode two the variant in details so consider yourself warned um so we all saw it correct yeah i think we should also talk about episode one since i don't think we've talked about loki at all yet did we not talk about episode one no dude last week was like us counting the points for uh, e3 okay. yeah we need okay. to cover it all right well we will talk episode ones and twos up to this point um so let's get into the brass tacks of it. Uh, this series is 
the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, snags Loki after the Battle of New York. This is Loki from Avengers, not the Loki that gets got in Infinity War. So he has not had the big change in uh, in character. He has not become like the anti-hero Loki. He is the villain of the Avengers Loki at this point. Um, you, he learns really fast. The TVA is a fuck around and find out kind of place. <laughs> and uh, he sees a guy fuck around and find out in line. And uh, after the great line, what, do you, what is this, a deli? Why do I need a ticket? Like, that was that was really funny. Only to get melted in like, you know. <laughs> Loki's really like, ticket, ticket, ticket. Yeah, yeah, he's like, I got a ticket, I got a ticket. It was a good uh, callback to Indiana Jones, you know, no ticket. Um, but uh, yeah, so so what are your guys' thoughts on the series so far? Justin, why don't you go first? Yeah, no, I mean, so far, I mean, honestly, I think between WandaVision, Captain Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and... Um, Loki, I think Loki kind of came out the gate harder than the other two have. Like, there's no messing around with his, like, mm-hmm. first episode. And it's, I think it's really interesting to get to see kind of, because it is that Loki that you said that hasn't had that kind of, like, well, I'm going to be a hero kind of, like, moment sure. yet. And it's interesting really getting to see, like, his reaction to, like, when he's watching, like, his future and, like, whatever on the TV, like, He's like, did I really do this? Like, type of shit. Like, he's almost in like disbelief about like what a piece of shit he was. His <laughs> like life and stuff. And it was funny to get to see in the TVA they have like the drawer of the Infinity Stones and stuff. And he's like, yeah. oh, it's the whole time he realizes he's like, oh, he's like, this isn't shit. <laughs> like, whatever is going on here is like way beyond even Infinity Stones. Which I thought was a good callback because the whole thing with Infinity Stones in the comics is they only work in the universe they're made from. So if like if you're in Earth 616 universe and then go to like Miles Morales time with that Infinity Gauntlet, the stones won't work there. You've got to get that universe's or that dimension's Infinity Stones to have that power. And I thought that was a cool way of showing that, like, the TVA exists literally outside of all of these places. Yeah. It's like, yeah, we, I, use them, we use them as paperweights here. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the memes that were floating around uh, with regards to um, Steve Rogers, like, going back in time and being with his, you know, mm-hmm. uh, being with, with what's her name? Uh, Peggy Carter. Yeah. And, like, it's like TVA. Nobody bats an eyelash. Loki picks up a stone. Everybody loses their shit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> but um it is uh i do like the um i think i like this one a little bit more because there's a little bit more cloak and dagger um he is a jerk um owen wilson i think kind of sees the uh uh i guess the um not the the good in him but like potential i guess you could say like to be something better than he is or at least to help him in a certain situation. But it's kind of funny because he tests those, you know, Loki pushes those boundaries so frequently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, it, it's pretty prevalent in the second episode, you know, when he walks in and, you know, he's trying to grift everybody and, you know, they call him on his bullshit pretty fast. But um, they waste no time getting into the meat and potatoes of what this problem is going to be in the series. Right. I mean, 
with um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I want to say it was maybe like four episodes in, like or more than halfway through before you were like, okay, this is the actual focus, the problem here, you know, other than like, you know, the moniker of who's going to be the new Captain America. Yeah. Um, WandaVision took three episodes to kind of get into um, to, to get its feet underneath it. I think Loki is put together a little bit better or maybe it's just more in my wheelhouse. But um, I feel that this one is is um, you know grabbing my attention faster, um, which which is interesting, right? Because uh, when you really look at like if you were to sit and write down everything that's happened in these first two episodes, not a lot, not a lot's the answer. Like not not, but I mean, I would watch Mobius and Loki sitting at a table talking for an hour if that's what they wanted to give me. Those conversations are great. It's it's one of those things that I'm not, like. And having a character that's on Loki's level or or even past him in some levels as far as like wit and intelligence and and just just as sharp, just as Razor, uh, you know, can cut him just as deep. And and it goes back and forth. I, I love seeing the dynamic of them go back and forth. And Owen Wilson, to your to what you were saying, is, is perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like the perfect casting. He kind of strikes me as like pulling a modern day like Columbo. Like, you know, yeah. he's kind of like that. He kind of lets you bait your own hook and then like he's kind of letting you goad him. And then he pulls it out at the last minute. He's just like, nah, he's mm-hmm. like, you're bullshitting me. Like, you're lying. You almost had me this time. Yeah. Like, I got you. But um, it's it's funny to watch the cat and mouse when the danger is like, you know, I guess the it's kind of like keep your and well, keep your friends close but keep your enemies closer and like yeah. they're like literally sitting at the same table but it is a definitely a more uh it's more of like a thinking show i think as mm-hmm. opposed to like falcon and winter soldier which is more just kind of like action like bat like beat him up yeah this is more of like kind of like uh, a thinking man's uh like marvel adaptation I, I agree with you, and and I think it's a uh, a pretty impressive achievement so far. Uh, you know, like it's it seems it seems like a to your point, it's it's very much more my kind of show. Mm-hmm. And now that we have, you know, the the variant has been. Did that shock either one of you that we saw the variant in the second episode? Like I thought it felt like they were going to build up to it and maybe in like episode three or four we finally get to see who the variant is uh no because i think this gives more room for now like the chase Mm -hmm. um so now i kind of think it's going to be like that quantum leap kind of thing where like he's just jumping into different timelines and each timeline is like its own contained story of him chasing down this other variant well, and then now the rumor mill is, is it even a variant? Like, mm-hmm. because the, uh, I guess in the credits, the, the variant is listed as Sylvie, which in the comics is also known as the Enchantress, which is a person Loki created. Um, and so a person from Oklahoma that he just gave a ton of power to because he thought it'd be fun, essentially, in the comics. I'm like, that's actually what happens. But um, the... Uh, so I'm interested to see how that plays out. Like if this actually doesn't end up being a variant at all, but maybe someone sent by Loki to, to break it all up or burn it all down. Uh, that gets to be a little, I mean, I wouldn't put too much credit in Marvel's, um, 
forward thinking like that. <laughs> I mean, oh, I don't know. <laughs> so my theory on it is like I kind of guessed from episode one that the variant was going to be like once they said it was Loki, that it was going to be girl Loki, which is why we didn't get to see. They didn't just reveal it or whatever in the first episode when they revealed that it was Loki or whatever, who was the variant that they were hunting. But um, it's like, you know, her crown that she has, the horns, she has the one broken horn, just like Loki does in the one comic line and stuff. But I do agree with you, Zach, that I think that maybe the variant, it's like, it might not be exactly like the comics. They might make like kind of like Enchantress mixed with Loki in a Mm -hmm. way that's like the variant is like, that's what it is. Because, you know, when Loki was trying to call her Loki, she did not like the name Loki. Like, she did not want to be called, like, a Loki. So mm-hmm. either, like, you know, she was, like, done dirty by Loki and yeah. just resents the name and, like, the, or she thinks she's better than Loki and stuff. So she's kind of become the Enchantress, like, that. That's a, that's an interesting thought that they could essentially blend the two uh, characters together. And, you know, that wouldn't be the, fir- the first time they've done things like that. It, there's been uh, times in the MCU where they've kind of just mashed storylines together. And, and Yeah, with, like, White Vision and stuff, they kind totally. of, like, their own take on that and stuff in WandaVision. See, I, I was going to say, I like where you guys are thinking, but if it's one thing I've learned from watching WandaVision, it's that don't get your hopes up. <laughs> because, like, you well, know... And- and I don't think this is necessarily getting my hopes up. This is, this is, I, I'm not, this isn't Mephisto all over. Yeah, I was like, like, yeah, I understand. I understand where you're coming from. And I appreciate you looking out for me. I do. <laughs> uh, but no, I, I think this is way just more of who is this character? Like, who yeah. could this character be? Um, not a potential character that might show up and holy shit, maybe it's the X-Men. No, none of that. Like I'm, I'm, <laughs> I've backed away from that ledge, Shannon. Don't worry. But, uh, well, and you got to think whatever is happening here is going to lead right into Dr. Strange because they're keep dropping words like madness, which is you know in the title of the next thing. Like they've seen it, said it twice now in two episodes, and it's like okay, I get it. Multiverse of madness. Thank you. Yeah, well, that's like also in Wandavision. You know, they use the word nightmare like multiple times. <laughs> and then in this one, he even was like, "Sounds like a nightmare." And he's like, "No, that's another division." You know, and it's like, "What? <laughs> hold on, what?" So I'm uh, I'm I'm very excited to see where this is going, and uh, this this show so far is way better to me than either of the prior uh wandavision and uh falcon and winter soldier ha- easily the first two ep- the first two episodes are the best first two episodes of either one so yeah i'm wondering if like this uh, like th- this has been done for a while right i mean it's not like they finished shooting mm-hmm. this like last week so i'm wondering if they saw the other two and then they kind of retconned some of the shooting maybe like went back and they were like oh maybe let's punch this up a little bit or it's possible like it Okay, that's actually a really good point because some of those scenes like in the cafeteria or the initial uh, conversation Owen Wilson and and Wilson have across the table from each other, they seem stretched out like they see they seem like to go almost too long, but they're also the best parts of the episodes. So I'm wondering, to your point, if they were like, hey, do we have extra footage of those conversations (laughs) that didn't make the final cut? Why don't we? I'll just slap a couple more minutes in there. 
see what happens. Maybe it, maybe it's better. Well, let's try it. You know, that sort of thing. Their banter is pretty good. Um, really I good. I also do like the fact that uh, Owen Wilson had no idea what was going on in the Marvel Universe when he signed on for this role. And like Tom Hiddleston had to like sit there and uh, like do run a crash course for everybody involved in the show on like what his character is and how it interacts with the rest of the universe. <laughs> Did you get uh speaking of Hiddleston giving crash courses, did you get D and D flashbacks when he was breaking down the differences in powers? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, holy crap, all that's all that's missing is a bunch of cans of jolt on the table. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Pushing your glasses up. Excuse me, that is not how that power works. Describing <laughs> is a totally different power set. Um my uh my one friend Troy had a pretty interesting theory and stuff on it and i don't think it's gonna 100 percent be true but i thought it was interesting is that he thinks so in the one scene you know when owen wilson's in the room talking with the one chick with the three timekeeper statues and stuff and he was talking about how she had different artifacts from like his missions and stuff but there were some that he didn't recognize and all the rings on the table and stuff from the drink mm-hmm. theory is that the other agent is also owen wilson but from oh. a different timeline, a branched timeline, and that basically everyone in the TVA wasn't just created like they like think that they're all variants from different oh. timelines that got like obliterated or whatever in the branch. And that's kind of where they put them all is just at the TVA and that everyone's basically a variant. <laughs> that's interesting. That's interesting. I, mm-hmm. I kind of... Ha- in the back of my head, I had the thought that the other agent was Kang, the Conqueror, um, just simply because I know from the comics that that the Judge character was Kang's like love interest. But that's the only reason why. I mean, I have no other things going for that. But and also just that whole conversation seemed like flirty, you know. But that's an interesting theory. I like that. Shouts to Troy. So at the end of this series, do you think Loki is reinstated into the MCU or do you think he his his arc comes to an end here for the MCU cinematic I, universe? My guess is he's still in the MCU, but I don't think he's a major player anymore. Like I he would it wouldn't shock me to have that character pop in and out of things, but my guess is this might be like Tom Middleton's swang song as Loki, you know? Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I kind of thought that this was kind of like his big send off since he didn't really get like a big goodbye in mm-hmm. Infinity War and stuff for his character. So I think this is kind of a way of wrapping up his character. But it's one of those like, you know, they're going to leave it open ended. it's not going to be like, OK, well, he's he's dead. Like, you know, he'll yeah. disappear off somewhere under the pretense that at any point, you know, he could show back up. But <laughs> They're going to crash a car and Owen Wilson's going to give him a set of car keys. He's going to drive off in a Supra and like he's going to show up in like four or five franchises down the road. <laughs> right. You'll just see him like in Doctor Strange like as like a background character like walking in a crowd. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. I'd, I'd like it. Um, so, yes, join us next week for we'll break down episode three. And uh, oh, before we go, I, I saw Luca. The new Pixar joint. On oh yeah, Plus. we want to we want to watch that. How is it? It's really good. 
it's super good. And it's the first Pixar movie in a long time that won't make you just hate life and everything about yourself. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's really, it's, it's really solid in that regard. It, it's a movie that you can tell is made more for a younger audience by just the way they, with the world building, they hand wave a lot of stuff. Love just like, Hey, how does that work? And they're like, it's a movie guys. Just keep going. I don't, it, it works. I don't know. they, they're more people and then they're not. I don't care. We're moving. Like, well, have, have they always been? Who cares? They're eating pasta. It's funny. Like, guys, look, he scored water on his hands and now he has mer hands. It's hilarious. Like, don't worry about it. Like, and it's really, it really is that, that kind of level, which I appreciate actually, you know, because you figured out about 20 minutes into the movie that like, oh, this isn't going to leave me wanting to commit seppuku at the end of this. I, I, can, I can just actually relax and enjoy the movie. He's they're not like, carrying around half of his dad for the entire movie, so it's yeah, great. Yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah. look, you're not paying $29.99 for us to give you the deep lore, all right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, actually, this one is just standard Disney+. Plus. You don't wow. need... Wow. How need generous. That. I know. You don't need that uh, that upsell to make it. Um, but uh, it's worth your time. It's it's a fun hour and 40 minutes. I recommend it. It's It's a good popcorn movie. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely know that's on our radar to watch sometime this week, probably mm-hmm. Wednesday. It's a good one. It's a good one. Well, all right. Shall we uh, wrap it on up, guys? Yeah. Any, anyone have anything else? You know what, guys? Oh, you stole it from you. <laughs> Nailed it. You, Dude, you, did, a, this you did a really good one. Over here. <laughs> I mean, that was way better than I could ever do. <laughs> Shannon's just killing it. I've been practicing. Snowball, <laughs> like on the lips, like teeth against the metal, just going for it. You know, I bring it up, and then once the beard touches, that's when I know where to stop. Oh, shoot. Man after my own heart. <laughs> well, I didn't even attempt to follow that up, but, you know, thank you guys for listening to another episode of That Pixel Life. Uh, we got some spoiler talk going on for Loki now that E3's out of the way can start returning to a more normal format next week. Um, we got some spoiler talk, like I said, going on about Loki over in the Discord, and there was some E3 talk going on over there, too. I know um, people are starting to beat Resident Evil 8 on the Discord, and they're starting to talk about it. I really need to finish it. Me too. Ratchet took me away from it. I need to finish it, too. Yeah, and some would say you played the better game, Zach. I mean, I probably did. If we're being totally honest, if we're being I don't know. dude, I don't know. People have been saying the ending's pretty crazy for eight. I know, so. I know, I know. Like, uh, killing me. Everyone's like, "Oh, dude, you think this is crazy? Like, it's just gonna get so it keeps building up. So it's already gotten crazy where I'm at. So I only have like two hours left of the game. So I'm like, dude, I don't know how much crazier this can get, but I'm excited to see where it goes. And, you know, if you if you like what you hear, give us a review on the old iTunes. Let us know what you think. And, uh, Zach, if Robbie was here, what do you think Robbie would say? Robbie would say, hey, guys, go be great. He'd be like, stay up and watch the Hawks play some basketballs. Suns, suns are down against Salt Lake City. <laughs> seven minutes. He's like, There's 90 seconds on the board. Yeah. Um, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm also... is playing in 86 minutes of extra time, and all their players are injured, and I don't know what to do. <laughs>